You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series or movie and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm Simon. Tonight, we're looking at the fourth and final episode of the... British version of the TV series 11th Hour, the episode entitled Miracle in Clayton. The police, acting on behalf of social services, take a child, Alfie, away from his father and proceed with emergency tumor removal surgery against the father's wishes. He's been treating the boy with magic spring water, and that should be good enough. One minor setback, after cracking the boy open, no tumor can be found. It's a miracle! At the ministry, Hood is called into a meeting with MI6 by his superior and perhaps friend, Alistair Drake. They've got intel that a Middle Eastern country is building nuclear missile silos. Hood takes one look and completely debunks their ludicrous evidence, making no friends of the boys with licenses to kill. However, this is exactly why Drake called him into the meeting. Debunking done, Hood's got more debunking to be done. He's off to Clayton, where dangerous rumors about a magical cancer-curing spring are in the news. In an interview, much to management's chagrin, Dr. Williams, the attending physician, won't categorically rule out that the water might have caused the remission. Hood thinks she's a quack, and he's got to shut this nonsense down. People will lose their lives pursuing nonsense instead of getting evidence-based medical treatment. When they arrive at the spring, it's a madhouse, overrun with cancer patients hoping for a cure. The father isn't interested in what Hood has to say and won't let him investigate. However, Hood gets Rachel to surreptitiously obtain a bottle of the spring water for analysis, which she proceeds to drink because they don't hire cops for their brains, apparently. Hood checks the pH level of the nearby stream and declares the water clean and pure, so... It's all just bunk. He doesn't even bother to test the water sample from the spring itself. They check the water near the local fertilizer plant and the local reservoir. pH checks out, so pure and clean, obviously. That night, Rachel has a bad night, puking and such. Hood attributes it to a dodgy shepherd's pie and not to the same spring water Rachel continues to quaff down. Still without attesting it, apparently. Hood visits Dr. Williams and determines that she's not the quack he thought she was. She's skeptical of the results, certain she didn't misdiagnose, and simply won't rule out the water because it's the only variable in the formula. However, the hospital's cancer wards are being swamped by chemotherapy patients who've come to drink the spring water and have gotten sicker. So that's weird. New tests of the water show that it's got organophosphates in it which is a byproduct of fertilizer manufacturing. Problem solved. But what caused Alfie's tumor to disappear? At a press conference, Dr. Williams draws attention to Dr. Hood, which makes all the papers. Soon Drake arrives. Public know where Hood is, and they've received credible threats from teenage militant vegetarians that are out to harm him. He orders Rachel to take him home. Dr. Williams is fired because she's a liability to the credibility of the hospital. And the story's only halfway over. Hood and Williams have a dinner date, and they decide that it would be possible to confirm that Alfie really did have a tumor because cancer markers will still be in his bloodstream for another two weeks, and apparently they didn't bother to run this test before or after they had Alfie removed from his father and operated upon, nor as part of their post-operation investigation. But just roll with it. Drake puts more pressure on Rachel to get Hood out of there immediately by threatening her career. Hood and Williams also decide that the problem might be radiation, and Williams even has a radiation detector, but no joy, it's not radiation, so there's no point in checking the blood. That night, Dr. Williams kills herself. Hood changes his mind about the blood tests and asks Drake to have one run. He hopes that the findings will help forestall conspiracy theories that Williams might have been killed to keep the miracle of the spring quiet. At a press conference, Daniel, Alfie's dad, tells the world that it was all a fake. He was paid by Dr. Williams to perpetrate the hoax. When Hood confronts him, 
Daniel says people kidnapped Alfie and planned to keep him two weeks, or kill him, if Daniel didn't claim it was all a fake. Suspicion falls on the hydroelectric dam, but when they investigate, they're intercepted by Drake's men. Hood gets an idea, and continues to resist going home. He finally does something with the spring water Rachel collected. He freezes it, and when the ice cubes sink in tap water, he knows the truth. It's heavy water. The answer must be at the disused fertilizer factory, so he, with Rachel, return to investigate. But there's nothing. He suspects someone is manufacturing heavy water, but the factory just doesn't have the water capacity to produce it efficiently. And he's intercepted by Drake's men again. They've had this place under surveillance for months, suspecting an illegal heavy water operation, and Hood is jeopardizing that investigation. Go home already, Hood! At their monitoring command center, Hood catches Drake in a lie. Dr. Williams left him her Geiger counter in her suicide note, but she was very adverse to calling it a Geiger counter because Geiger was a rotten, filthy Nazi, and she refused to dignify his memory by using that name. She was murdered to keep her quiet. Pretending to go home, Hood and Rachel head to the hydroelectric dam, where they discover a secret government heavy water plant, just the kind of place you could manufacture evidence to be used against rogue states that may not actually be pursuing nuclear weapons, but politically, they really want people to believe that they are. So, Hood is trapped yet again by Drake's armed men, deep inside a secret government installation where no one knows he is and he blackmails Drake into letting the boy go in exchange for his silence about this black government operation. Drake and his men kill him and Rachel on the spot, then drop their bodies in the sea 5,000 miles out. Sorry, no, strike that. Drake lets them go. Father and son are reunited. Hood explains to the father that it's all science, not Eastern mystic bullcrap. Heavy water was killing Alfie, but just like chemotherapy, it managed to kill the cancer cells first, hence his miraculous recovery. The chemo patients that came to sample the spring water were already in a dangerously weakened state, and the heavy water was just killing them even faster. Rachel will be fine because she didn't drink enough heavy water to do permanent damage. And so, Dr. Hood and Rachel ride off into the sunset. Fourth and final episode of the eleventh hour. What do you think? I found the episode diverting. Um, there are there are some some scientific issues that I'm well, sure yeah. we will go into. But <laughs> more importantly, this is the fourth and, as you say, final episode of. They would have known it was off the season, even if they mm-hmm. hoped to have more to come. So. Right. I was building up a little list of stuff that we ought to get answers to because they had kind of been left hanging. I'm going to I'm going to grant that the Geppetto stuff I thought I I I was inferring that the way that was set up was in order to create a sequel. Mm-hmm. And obviously that has not transpired. Now whether that is part of the future plans for the show had it continued beyond this first season i don't know because you know coming into this show fresh without ever having watched it before i've been avoiding and you know right. spoilers and, and the like um so I'll, so i'll i'll pass on that one the one that i think is a bit of a a major cop out i think it's something they really were kind of obliged um to cover in the first season is why the hell does hood need a full-time protection officer oh because, oh, oh i got lots of questions about that one yeah well, from this episode yeah well the i mean it's a, it it becomes more of a foreground issue in this episode because we start mm-hmm. getting into the kind of jurisdictional stuff and mm-hmm. obviously there are particular threats coming through here it looks like as the episode starts out that we're going to get some answers on why why Rachel is in this position with Hood and what led to that in the first place. But we just don't. It just... Nope. The, the jurisdictional stuff is central to the story, but actually the origins of the situation that has led to this doesn't get touched on at all. Well, so, you know, we're, we're 
In the first episode, we're given some sort of little short litany about all the people Hood's pissed off. Big, mm-hmm. big interests that Hood may have pissed off. And in a way, I interpreted that as being Hood has pissed off big corporate interests. You know, maybe the oil lobby or, you know, whatever, whatever big corporate, the tobacco lobby or somebody, somebody who stands against science and is likely to want to silence him to cure global warming or whatever it happens to be. But it, but what we get is, and I don't know if it's, it's not an actual threat because it's made up by Drake, but both he and and Hood go along with the idea that it might be militant vegetarians. And whereas I don't necessarily agree with vegetarians and their, it's the only way to save the earth, uh, I don't disagree that if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do that. But I don't see why Hood would be a target. I mean, what what has Hood done? You know, I thought they were talking done about a promotion rights. for the Beef Council. Yeah, okay. So I can't imagine Hood is opposed to animal rights. It doesn't seem in character. I think um, he is. Unless you think he well. Depends I, I on would what you consider animal was, rights. I certainly wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't give them the rights a vegan would give them. But, but, you know, in other words, whether or not it's animal testing is 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 he for it? We don't know. We don't. We don't have any of that. And so, just to say, it's some teenage vet, militant vegetarians, which again is made up. But both of them seem, you know, they seem to go. Yeah, it's probably them again. It's like why not I, the big I, oil so lobby I, or something? I think you may be taking that too too literally. I mean vegetarianism is a diet it's not a reason to kill someone the 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 kind of offhand well i agree that, that's why it's nuts <laughs> what that's why it's ridiculous no i i don't i don't think it is i think it's i think it's um i think it's not literal i think they're just using it as a kind of um throw away derogatory oh you know crazy vegetarians why wouldn't people want to eat meat it's so delicious um you know all the all the kind of usual nonsense that people kind of um the, 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 they aggregate all these different aspects of what is essentially as i say a diet with all of the kind of um political or activist uh movements that but might include people who for ideological reasons are choosing to adopt that diet and i think that's what they're alluding to they're they're talking about essentially terrorists i i agree that they are talking essentially terrorists okay and and i i I totally get that so i don't think that's ridiculous but it is when it comes to hood what is it that hood has because we don't know anything about what hood has done no but but that but that that doesn't make him remotely make him a target of terrorists but, well, it's, but it's not. It's not ridiculous have to a think. Pattern to it. Yes, but there's nothing to. Su- there's nothing to suggest that it would be illogical for terrorists to target Hood because, as you say, we don't know anything. We don't know whether you know whether we don't know which side of these arguments he would come down on. And if he came, you could see easily how if he came down on one side, then that would anger the activists on the other side and yeah some of these people i guess are fairly extreme i i think blowing I, up abattoirs is a better idea but okay you know that, that might well but ter- but ter- terrorism terrorism works on publicity and so if hood had got himself into the public eye and we've seen through the series that he does do that deliberately or otherwise and if he then if he then becomes a kind of high profile a figurehead almost then it it would be logical for terrorists to target him from you know from a t- terrorist logic i don't mean from a kind of sane person logic and i i think that terrorism was the most likely explanation because i think my assumption certainly going into resurrection was hang on a minute we're ta- we're, we're likely to be dealing with the pro lifers here because there's a very kind of, let's say, militant but very heartfelt bit from Hood in the episode about the importance of stem cell research, mm. mm-hmm. and so I thought, you know, that that was that was that was one likelihood, much more likely I would have thought than 
you know, the idea that special branch would put someone in place because they were worried that some rogue oil company would try and bump off a government well, scientist. Well, I mean, we, we literally saw in the third episode that the interests in power uh, of or in the money, I should say, the money power, are certainly willing to bump off scientists that are inconvenient. I mean, that's a real threat we've seen in this show. And that's the kind of but thing it's a I would expect that Hood to have angered people in those ways. Just like he did the guys I, from MI6. They come in with bad science and he goes, that's bad science. Boom. And now the guys with the license to kill want him dead too. So, <laughs> you know, for, for screwing him up. So I, I can totally see that. The vegetarian was the, like the last one on the bunch. Uh, admittedly, sure terrorists, yes, a, but... I'm not sure there but, actually is a double A section in MI6, but... You're just not allowed obviously, to know about it. We're in a we're in a fictional world here. I th- I, I I think dealing with the show on its own terms, one of the things that Kryptos not a great episode, but one of the things that we see in that is that Rachel Rachel is somewhat not not, not she's not exactly she's not exactly taken by surprise, but she's not expecting the threat to come from where it does in that episode. So yeah, it, you know if if it had been the case that she had been put in that position specifically because there were corporate interests that were targeting Hood, you know, over environmental work that he had done or whatever, then you would have expected her to be two steps ahead of that rather than one step behind. So I I don't know. I think a problem in the episode of uh, Miracle, the one we're, we're discussing, is that it's not exactly clear how far MI6 will go in this, you know, in this world. It, 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 it posits this idea, which is kind of following on from the, the Kryptos idea of these big government and corporate conspiracies that right. they, 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 there is, there is no question that the, the kind of the stuff that is being done by MI6 in this episode, there is a, there is a question about oversight because the resolution is all about threatening to go public and the publicity around it. Well, now, is, but, is Drake MI6? He isn't, is he? I thought no, he was... No, he's MI5. He's MI5, okay. Sorry, yeah, MI, MI5. MI6 boys were the ones with the nuclear missile stuff. Yes. At the beginning. Yes. Okay, I did, see, I never, I never got who Drake worked for. Just, you know, the ministry, whatever the hell ministry it was. But um, the, apparently the one that... Hood works for? No, no, I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure he's MI5. Okay. I, I think, I think Hood makes an allusion to that fact, and there's also why, you know, why, why Drake is clearly playing a role in providing information about the kind of threat level that. Or, or I mean, he's playing. He's supposed to be playing a role in providing information about the threat level that Hood is under. He should be providing that information to Special Branch, so that you know that would be an appropriate thing for the security service to be doing. And obviously, he's criticised in this for the fact that he's actually not supplying the information, or not being as forthcoming as Rachel thinks he should be with it. So, so I, I yeah, I think he's working for the security service. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Well, I meant Hood. Does Hood work for MI5 as well? Is he working for Drake, or is this no. an interim ministry thing? Okay. I, I, well, I, I, I don't, I don't think we've seen nothing to suggest that Hood works for MI5. But then again, I guess we haven't really, we haven't really been shown much about what his remit is or how it fits in. He, he obviously carries some, some clout. You know, he can, mm-hmm. he can pull strings, and we've seen that in containment and so i i mean i guess maybe that's that's as much as we need to know is it is it i mean we spent quite a lot of time trying to figure out whether whether doomwatch worked for the was part of the home office or whether it was some other ministry but that's partly because of all the ministers that seemed to get involved in those storylines whereas the the closest we've come to that is where in containment He's—I've forgotten her name—but he's being 
dressed down over his... Oh, yeah, for his budget. Yeah, budget exceeding his budget there. And I think that's as close as we get to actually seeing which ministry is overseeing the work he's doing. Fair enough. Um, speaking of protecting uh, Hood, I mean, this to me, this is the first episode where they make up... They, they seem to make a point that he really is under danger. Not just... In, in Cryptos, he was in danger because of the thing he was poking his nose into at that moment. But, mm-hmm. you know, in other words, that there's this sort of general aura of, you really are in danger because you've apparently pissed off a lot of people. And in one of the episodes, I think it's Cryptos, I, I almost stopped and wrote it down, but I didn't. Because I thought this might be an amusing thing to point out in the podcast. But then I ultimately decided it was a waste of time. But here it isn't. Hood's letterhead has his freaking home address on it. I don't think it would be hard to find Hood if you were a terrorist. I think you could probably track Hood down pretty damn fast. And because he doesn't act like a man who's in hiding and he doesn't no, act no, like a man not. who is oh you're on the you're on the news and that you're in this town now everyone knows where you are they're going to come to get you it's like no they probably know where you are all the time or at least enough of the time that's why you've got a security guard so i thought i but, again uh, yeah, i thought that was weird normal. why is that weird though? Uh, that's, i mean isn't that the what fact protection that, officers do no, that they have a protection officer? Not weird. The fact that it, he was trying to make a deal out of it. Oh, you were on the news. Now everyone knows where you are. It's like, I, I, really oh, I see. Don't think the, I don't think the oh, people yeah, yeah. have any trouble finding him. He, he doesn't yeah, act it, like yes. a man who's hiding. Yeah. No, well, yes. No, and I, I, I agree. And it, it's, it's kind of daft. The people, the people who want to find him aren't sitting around waiting for a news report about where he is. It, mm-hmm. they, they, they will... They will find other ways, but you know, I the, the the situation that he's in. I mean, that does that does raise the issue that you're not dealing with someone who, as you say, in Kryptos, there is there is a kind of period in which he is in danger because of what he has discovered, and the fact that there might be a, a kind of logic to to you know to the for the bad actors in that to think the way to stop. The information he has getting out is just to get rid of him and that 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 would suggest that yeah he would need some kind of protection while he is conducting that investigation until the investigation is concluded until the evidence has been obtained or whatever it is that you know you're, you 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 arrest the, the 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 guilty parties or you make public what you have found but actually what we've got here is much more like where um, you know, you have a, a, a government ministers who are, for whatever reason, targets of terrorists and who have permanent protection officers. Well, that's, you know, that is kind of the job that Rachel is doing here. So it's not associated with an immediate threat. But it does raise another question for me. Since, since you know, at the very least, the fact that Rachel has now followed him around for the course of these four different investigations that have taken place over a period of i think more than several days a number of weeks oh yeah rachel is his only protection officer i mean no one ever released 24 7 yeah yeah that seems reasonable i mean (laughs) she doesn't need to take vacation or anything or or sleep or yeah it's it's well yeah sleep i mean she's working shifts of how you know how long I don't, I don't know. I kind of assume people would you'd, you'd at least have three people on any one on any one target so that they could do eight hours. I mean, not I'm not just thinking of people's employment rights here. It, there's surely got to be a question yeah. about how effectively you can do the job when you're when you're tired. And obviously, I, I mean, partly you I can agree. you can afford to sleep on the job when we when um, they 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 go off to the hotel in in uh, is it Resurrection. Mm. You know, she mm-hmm. she has the the pan- she gives him the panic button so that he can summon her. So, but yeah, even so, you think uh, at the at this point, surely now we don't. I mean, maybe we don't see it. Maybe someone else takes on it. But the fact that no one's ever kind of 
referred to it. I don't know. It's just it's another weird thing in this setup. Like we're just we're just supposed to accept that this is the setup because it gives us the kind of classic odd couple cop show scenario. And right. I don't know. I feel I feel like I'd like by this stage a little bit more about how this is actually working. I, I yeah. Yeah, that's all probably. Let, let, let me ask this question. I have to I have to put this to you. And I know what you're going to say. Well, I don't know what you're going to say. That's why I'm asking you the question. But I have a suspicion where you're going to go. But why didn't Drake just have him killed? So that's that's the problem that I think I was I was just starting to allude to about this show not being quite clear, you know, within its within its unif- its universe. We have these conspiracies, these corporate conspiracies, this government conspiracy that is going on here because, like I say, there is something going on that probably hasn't got the appropriate oversight. And certainly it has led to what are criminal acts, you know, the kidnapping, etc. And the murder, the the murder. And and uh, so it needs to be clear, I think how far they will go because if there is no kind of moral imperative not to just see people as essentially expendable and obstacles then why why is it not expedient to do away with with hood there has there has there has to be for us as the viewer there has to be some slightly slightly more obvious explanation of why it would be more of a problem or why it would cause drake more of a problem to do away with him than it would to just bump him off it's not a good look for hood either because hood is essentially saying i'll keep quiet about this illegal activity and this murder and this kidnapping if you'll just put the kid back so you know yeah blackmail is a crime there's a reason for that but now he is also complicit in the cover-up of these crimes. Yeah, that, we've that, got to know. That's not a know, good... Is, is he doing that because getting the kid back is the... That, 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 you know, it's the only way to get the kid back and that's the most important thing? Or is it is it an even more pragmatic thing of saying, well, actually, you know, his chances of, of bringing what may be a kind of... You, do, you, don't, you don't know at what level any of this has been sanctioned and, and regardless of how rogue drake and his crew are they are their security service officers who are not going to make it easy to prove that this is not what they want it to appear to be i.e a suicide and so hood may be making a calculation based on the actual chances of bringing anyone to justice or kind of saying well what what would be the point of going public with this other than just to sort of self my own conscience. It's not about my beliefs. It's about pragmatism. <laughs> we could just translate his, his words into any number of uh, uh, places. Yeah, I, I really kind of... And of course, the bit about where he says, and the blood is the insurance, sounds like he's saying, the blood is the insurance. They won't kill us. I think, I think he's what he's what he's trying to do is he's trying to say there is there is a circumstantial case that he could go to i don't know the papers with and mm. it would mm. hurt them because it would embarrass them but it wouldn't actually it wouldn't achieve anything more useful than that i don't i i don't particularly care for it but that's not because i think it's um i think it's a flawed plot i just think it's because it's carelessly executed mm. And so there's another thing in this episode that really bugs the heck out of me. And we've seen it before, and the the picture is beginning to get filled out now. So Hood's wife died of cancer. Hood has spent his entire time telling people, using basically that exact line, it's not my belief, it's science. Right? Every time he gets around to it, he's he's like, your God's got nothing to do with this. It's science. It's, you know, wouldn't find these people, are, you know, all that stuff. And then we get, yes. How do you know? We tried them all. We tried <laughs> them all for my wife. It's like, wow. Yep. 
wow, you have just absolutely, completely, and utterly undermined this character. Everything he says, everything he stands for, you just you just threw it under a bus with that line. And suddenly, I've got this. So there's a there's a trope that you see, uh, particularly in American films and things, that. And it's changed in the last few years, but it used to be this. If you ever saw an atheist character, they were not atheists because it's the logical conclusion of examining the evidence. They were always atheists because, my wife died and why did she die? (laughs) God betrayed me. Yes, God betrayed me, therefore I don't believe in you anymore. And that's suddenly what... That's suddenly what this guy feels like a little bit. It's it's a bit of a flip on the reverse. It's like, yeah, you know, we did all that stuff too. And now I'm going to be extra jerky about it. <laughs> it's like, it's like it, it just... It, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to make him more... Um, so the idea of doing that to an atheist character in the films was to make him more relatable to the audience. It's like, well, it's not that he believes that nonsense really it's just that he's hurt and he really knows god loves him and just you know da, 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 da. here it's kind of like you know yeah everybody would do that sure no actually they wouldn't not everyone would go out and try all those flim flam things if you were as science literate and as hood not a, not, purports not to be that not a I mean I you know yes it's a, yes it's a trope yes it's a bit lazy yes I know people who for whom that is absolutely true you know that 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 dis, despite you know doing doctorates in science or whatever it's actually some personal thing that has led them to abandon their their belief um so I it's, that that much is kind of true but as a as a as you say as a a counterpoint to everything else that Hood has said. This is this is deeply, deeply undermining. And I would say it's not because they tried everything, or at least not just because they tried everything. It's the fact that Hood uses that as the reason for saying it didn't work. Because that too. If he if he is a scientist who is committed to the data, then he should also be able to accept that trying something with Ellie and having one negative result doesn't prove that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's ample it, evidence that it doesn't work. You know, you can you can you can look at all sorts. I mean, he could obviously no one has done large scale trials on this particular spring water because why the hell would you? But obviously, all right. these other kind of miracle cures. There's going to be ample literature around. The, di- the different things and what you would expect is for him to say well you know we've looked at the water we found trace elements of this or trace elements of that there are all these studies around that actually they show you know it has this effect but it's nothing to do with the cancer or anything and it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't prove anything but he doesn't do that he doesn't do that he dips a piece of flipping litmus paper in the oh, water oh god yeah yeah, the pH test. Like, I, 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 just for one second before we go back to how bad the science is on this, they could have, they could have sold the idea of trying all the BS if we had somehow gotten a picture that it was his wife that was driving it. That despite his misgivings, he went along with it because she, you know, she was dead. She's a dead woman walking, and he knew that. And if that gave her hope, gave her something, maybe, maybe you could. I don't sell care it why way. he went along with it. You know, the the guy, the the guy's losing his wife, who he, right. you know, he clearly cared about. And if that meant that he had a kind of momentary loss of reason, and that was why he went, I, you know, that's fine. The point is now, in the moment, mm. he is using what happened then as evidence for something that it cannot possibly support well all right i i i agree that that is a uh, uh, bad i i think they're both equally bad but uh, yeah all right uh so let's talk about litmus paper i mean i, I checked my i checked my pool so it, it comes out fine uh must be great 
clear. I love drinking that chlorinated water. Um, <laughs> I, I uh, wow. We've, I, com- I we've, we've, com- we've complained about the fact that there is a lot of talk about science on this show, and we don't see we don't see Hood doing science. You know, I'm thinking. Yeah, in Doomwatch we do. You know, Ian Bannon yeah. going off and taking samples on the island in the film. I'm, why can't we see some? I, this show needs a scientific advisor to sort of take Man, those scenes and say, you know, hang on a minute. We, we, we don't need to spend hours on this stuff. We can, in the same amount of time that we do this, we can just have a quick, you know, hood saying, mm-hmm. I've, I've tried, I've tried a, 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 a battery I, of tests. I mean, he's talking I sent to, Rachel, it to the lab. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to he's not going to list everything, but you know, I sent it to the lab, they did tests including this this and this, boom, you're done. That's that's there's a kind of catch-all there. It's not like he only tested how acidic the water is. He tested for all the kind of other <laughs> yeah. mineral and chemical elements that 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 might be in there. He's not I'm not asking that he flipping well lists them all. I'm just Oof. saying, can't we can't we yeah, show but... him doing science in a way that makes some sense right i mean just sticking it in the, in the water and going no it's fine that was just absolutely and and so you know the the chain of events here is that there's this little tiny spring and the little tiny spring is trickling down into what i would call a river but i suppose you guys might call a stream or something because it's you know it depends on whether you live in a desert or not but it looks like a river to me um and he goes down of the spring to the river and test it. And I'm thinking that anything coming out of that spring is probably diluted, at least yes. in some in part, before where he gets his little test of the, the acidity of the freaking thing. So he has her steal the bottle. They show him do the test on the water. They show him do the test in the fertilizer plant. They show him doing the test at the hydroelectric dam. They never show him test the actual bottle of water he asked Rachel to get. There's no indication that he ever bothered to take that bottle and stick the litmus paper in it even. I can't, I, it's, it's just mind-boggling how yep. lazy and awful this this is. And Well, it, yeah, I, I mean... Th- yeah, and is, Rachel it is, drinking it, is, it. It is It is the one kind of thing where you think the... the 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 kind of calling stuff lazy writing is itself a a bit of a kind of cop out in my view and yet i can't see another way of putting this it is like simon stevenson's just going this is what a scientist looks like it's a it's a kind of i don't blame him that he doesn't know about science you know that that's fine the issue is that his his kind of slightly caricatured mental image of it isn't sufficient to base a show where the main premise is this is about scientific troubleshooting well you need someone else to come in and so so, you know that's that's where the work needs to be and you need to get someone else to come in give you some advice on it and then yeah sure you you work it into a story that is that is properly dramatically interesting but this is this is just doing such a disservice to the premise, it feels to me. In another show, I'm fine with it. But this is about a a, yeah. a, a, a a guy whose job it is to come in and science the hell out of the bad guys. Yeah, I, it, this, this again ties in with what I was trying to get at last time about how this just feels like it's off the cursory page of the newspaper instead of the 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 science journals you know that the say that if if kip peddler well, and jerry davis were basing it that this is based on something you got uh, one inch on a and a page of a newspaper and and it would be better you know right it's a science show it's supposed to be a science they're supposed to be doing science i'm a hundred percent on board with that and i think it'd be fantastic if they had actually done that they did not do that but it is made infinitely worse in this episode by that damn litmus paper because yes. Yes. if if he had just said 
you know, if he had just taken those bottle samples and put them in his little thing, and when he got back to the hotel, he'd handed them off and sent them to a lab. We didn't even need any science gobbledygook at all. Just, yeah. I'm having these analyzed. And, you know, Rachel doesn't know it, so the audience doesn't. We don't need to explain it. I'm having them checked for contaminants and, you know, or anything odd. Fine. But because he's using freaking litmus paper and he's declaring it pure water. <laughs> like, it just, wow. It, it's it, so... It, 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 it's grating, and you wonder how many people that would actually convince. I mean... <sighs> It, it it pulls you out of it. It does pull you out of it, and that's that's the problem. It it ruins the you you cease to be immersed in the actual storyline, and the 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 storyline itself. I'm kind of like, well, yeah, okay, this is probably pulled from a, a, a one inch newspaper report. It's certainly not science fiction this week. I'm you know happy no. to to let that one go, but I quite I quite like the concept. You know, it's an interesting concept that it actually turns out to be heavy water because it's it's kind of very unexpected um and they they kind of approach it sideways i like the central idea the 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 reason this is so annoying is because it is in the inconsequential details that they just get it wrong and don't seem to care and yet for i i i can't help but thinking a large proportion of the audience that is going to be a real fingers on the blackboard moment can can you can you even imagine can, i mean can you even imagine working with a scientist and the scientist says please collect me a sample of that water can you imagine under any reasons why you would think that would be acceptable to drink that water i i i would you know the person would have to be dying before i, I, I yeah. would go i'm going to crack open that but i know it's spring water and a lot of people are drinking it and i get it but it's like if nothing else, you've put your mouth on it and you wogged in it, and now you've contaminated his s- samples she's, anyway. Yeah. So, so I, I, I'll say this: she's got no reason to think the water is unsafe, and if it is just a question of contaminating a sample, and you know there is no no other water available for her, and she has a desperate need, you kind of go, well, all right, you know, c- c- cost benefit here. The the cost is she's going to have to go and collect another sample, which might mean that Hood doesn't get it until the next morning or whatever, and uh, and there you know there is some immediate tangible benefit, for which the alternative would be well I don't know what she'd have to do to get some water except that's nonsense. How difficult would it be to get some water? Right. It 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 it, it would ha- it has to be so contrived to sort of say she's in a situation where she needs that water, and I just I just. I don't yep. buy it. Why doesn't the tap work? No reason. Yep. But even if the tap doesn't work, that's all she does. She just turns on one tap. She doesn't yep. go. She doesn't go and find the another tap. She doesn't go and find the kitchen. You know. I, the, yeah. It, I, it, I, I I get it. You 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 don't want to you don't want to bog the drama well, down, which is already long enough with hours of well, her no, wandering around looking for water. But she even did, so, she did, this doesn't. That work. was her. That was her second drink of the water. She drank it no, in the car. First. She drank it in the car. That was what made her sick. No, the, the, no, the car was the second drink. And th- there was a third drink in the car. So there was like was an that? early one, then there was the one in a hotel, and then there was a later one. So when she okay, was not feeling well and she couldn't get water, then she just went back to the bottle. And I'm like, really? Twice? <laughs> Hood hasn't taken that from you and asked to do a sample on it yet? It's like, what's going on here? It just... I, I, maybe I misread it, but I, I would swear that was where we were going. And and you say she has no reason to believe it would harm her, and I suppose that is true. I think it's also a bit of a, a rotten a rotten cop-out that later in the episode they ask Alfie, how did the water make you feel? And he said, it made me feel lousy. <laughs> it's like, this is the first indication that that water had any effect on him at all, other than just drinking water from the spring. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and so there is... Yes, Rachel didn't have that data. Nobody had that data, I guess, at that point. But Dad did. And did Dad drink the water from the spring? Was it making him sick? I I just don't know. It it just so illogical uh, that I... It was really bugging me. This episode was really... 
really bugging me um, throughout the throughout it. Um, and I also I, I, I made mention of it in my recap. I watched the episode for a long, long, long time, and then I don't know the doorbell rang or something, and I had to pause it. And when I paused it, I realized it was exactly halfway over, and I thought I cannot believe this is only halfway over. It did seem to go on forever and just sort of ramble along. And I'm pretty sure I don't buy the explanation that heavy water killed the cancer just a little faster than it killed Alfie or would have killed Alfie. And and that's just seems like that's just made up. I haven't done any research on that. But, you know, it, it is a combination of pumping you full of deadly poisons and shooting you with radiation to target the cancer cells to try to, to kill them off, right? I mean, they, they, try to draw them, they try to draw the parallel between chemotherapy and heavy water. Mm-hmm. But when we come out of this episode, Hood is not yeah, saying that's the way it is. He's saying... He's saying, well... He got lucky. Yeah, yeah, he got lucky. It's like, so that's just as bad because if there's no evidence that heavy water can do that, then the writer just made that up and... Well, no, I mean, the the difference would be if it could could do that, even if it weren't... Even if it weren't something that you would... That would, you know, pass the, the kind of nice tests for whether this should be approved on the NHS right yeah it's yeah Uh, what else have you got in this episode details again and I think most people aren't really going to care about this but um, Hood says he can't close it down right this magical spring that everyone is coming to because it cures cancer Mm-hmm. And I think he would be aware of the Cancer Act 1939. So I was expecting him to say something about that and um, nothing. I'm not aware of the Cancer Act of 1939. Does that say that if a spring That's can cure cancer, it's government property? <laughs> That's fair enough. It, it, it's, um, it's the, I mean, the only part of it that is still actually hasn't been superseded by other legislation is all about claiming to cure cancer and it is illegal to claim to be able to cure cancer so you 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 can't advertise any kind of treatment and that you know that that's a very broad definition of an advertisement now i grant you he probably can't use the cancer act to shut it down but it's leverage at the very least because he certainly could use it to fine daniel or you know, he could threaten to report. Um, I, don't, I don't actually know who's responsible. Would it be the ASA? But anyway, he he could threaten to report Daniel to whichever body would then try and bring a prosecution against him. And that's leverage, right? I mean, it's worth trying. But did this seem like the way they were living? Did it really seem like that was Daniel's land? I thought it probably was, but I don't know. I, I don't know how that worked. Whether or not a lot of people just drive a caravan out and live in a live in a mobile home on their own property. I mean, I'm sure some people do, but I, and, and you know, was it, in the was details, it not caravan. I, I didn't think it was, but I I thought it looked had an air of temporariness to me. But I guess it. Well, did it have wheels? Have been. <laughs> I thought it did. I wasn't well, I mean, paying even, a huge amount of attention to wheels, it. Be... Well, no, well, I mean, s- I, it just didn't occur to me it wasn't his land. But um, it, well, that was it, the... it also it, it see, seemed to me that the the whole the whole point about that was, you know, if 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 the man owns the land and the man owns the spring and people and, and he's willing to give the water to people and people want to have the water. What can we do? It's a free country. And it's like, well, yeah, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it it feels like they should have been able to do something, um, or that it would be uh, worth trying. Yeah, 
but not yeah again it was just yeah we're not going to do anything there and and i do have a hard time believing that it would again maybe maybe a geography lesson in this uh uh story would have been helpful but I'm just kind of having trouble picturing the heavy water leaking in such a way out of a hydroelectric dam that could then pop up in that one spot. Good that point. far away. Yeah, I, you know, the, the geography just doesn't... Typically, it's springs some, go from above to down below, and... Eh. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's the water's going to be coming up from the water table, but then the question is... How is the heavy water getting into the water table? And and coming up in one spot instead of just contaminating well, the water table. You don't know that it's coming up in one spot. I mean, that's that's the other thing. You'd have thought, if if that is what is happening, surely having, having discovered the heavy water plant at the hydroelectric um, reservoir, then wouldn't the first thing that Hood would do be try and identify where else has been contaminated? Right. Because if it's if it's into if it goes into the water table, he's doing it at a hydroelectric dam, so there's presumably a big lake on one side of that dam. On the upside of that dam. There That's that's the usual using, arrangement, yeah. That's the usual arrangement. The water is working its way through because that's how they generate the electricity, so there's water running downstream and they are letting water they are somehow letting heavy water out of that dam and it's instead of getting back into that stream immediately it's going right into a water table right near the dam it's got to be contaminating all the water (laughs) Uh, yeah which which obviously again undermines the the kind of let's let's just keep this under our hat ending because it's no (laughs) longer the case that the most important thing is recovering the boy actually you'd think well now there is a now there is a greater purpose to blowing the whistle on this because you actually need the the backup of an official an an, an official cleanup operation you need quite a, a large scale investigation of all the springs in the area to identify whether any of them have been contaminated and if any of them have been contaminated then you need to take appropriate action you need to warn people who might have you know taken that water so it's not the kind of thing that hood and and rachel could do on their own or or the people who were harmed when they released the organophosphates to try to cover up their heavy water experiments yeah yeah (laughs) So I mean, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of crimes on Drake's plate by the end of this episode, and uh, he, he's yeah, it, it's it's a problem. I mean, you've got to episode. assume that was a one-off that he's not going to repeat that. But the, I think I think the the issue with whatever pollution there is, I mean, it, it, we're we're assuming that it is somehow soaked into the water table, and so there's a massive cleanup still to be done. And and mm. that that's where I think, you know, you would have to say, well, yeah, the boy's life is important, but actually we really, really need to sort this out. Yeah. However pragmatic you're being. Yeah, it's just, it's not a good episode to end on. It's not a good episode to end on. It's a better episode to end on than Kryptos, which I really didn't care for. I thought, I thought this was okay. I... It entertained me for the time, but it wasn't as good as the Stephen Gallagher episodes. You know, the the show, I, I felt it started out on a level that it failed to maintain when when Gallagher stopped writing it. Mm. Yeah, it's... I think maybe... You, you might be able to see where the, the, the differences in opinion may have surfaced because this, this is, seems like a completely different take on the the character in the show and the and what the purpose of the show is so i yeah it it it, it, i mean there are as we've mentioned there are things in this that that kind of undermine what the character was initially about i loved i loved the kind of the little bit about stem cell research and stuff in in episode one you know that that to me was giving a bit of a handle on hood this is this is why he's doing what he's doing this is why it's important it's like quist and his manhattan project 
backstory it, you know it, it's just a little insight into the character that i like the stuff with with ellie and it yeah it just it undermines it and it's the opposite but but i also think more importantly than that the stephen gallagher episodes were themed around if if not i mean i think it is science fiction in some sense but certainly science conjecture or projecting projecting scientific knowledge into what this might mean in the near future whereas the last couple of episodes that he didn't work on they were all just they were conspiracy thrillers essentially mhm mhm yeah i i completely forgot to mention at least in conversation the the whole bit about the geiger counter <clears throat> i never heard that before i assume it's to the the uh, I've never heard of a controversy about calling them radiation detectors versus calling them Geiger counters. I can see how somebody might take that position. Uh, I'll probably, as a general rule, probably adopt radiation detector from this point forward if I can remember. But the name is so deeply ingrained in. Yeah. But. I I totally did not get I'll I'll say this I never saw it coming I did not while watching the scene while they were having the the date and she got on her horse about calling it a radiation detector in nowhere did my brain go ah Chekhov's Geiger counter <laughs> well and I, I should have it, it didn't for me either but it still did stick out like a sore thumb because it didn't. There's, there's nothing in Dr. Williams' character that suggests that she is particularly, you know, strong. She she has strong opinions about the use of terms or the use of language to, to describe things. Or there are particular reasons why, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of right-thinking people are not keen on Nazis, and that's as it should be. But Fair enough. There seemed to be something a little bit more kind of emphatic about this in this case yeah. and if if we'd seen anything else in her character that showed that even just you know she had a general kind of you know she had a general kind of she she would she would go in wholeheartedly for any cause that 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 mattered to her you kind of go yeah okay this this is this is very much aligned with her character or or you discovered that you know she she lost family in the holocaust or whatever you go okay i understand the sensitivity around it there but actually she just suddenly jumps down Hood's throat about this. And well, and it's... It yeah. feels very clunky. And then later on you discover why, even if you don't suspect why at the time. And you think, oh, well, yeah, that's just... An, it's The character's just not developed. No. Well, wait, so they're, they're going over this, the, the what could have possibly happened. And suddenly they leap onto, it might be... Well, first they talk about the blood. Right? They say the boy would have markers in his blood for six weeks. It's been four weeks now, so he should still have markers in his blood if he had the tumor. And I'm thinking, you opened a kid up for a tumor based on the fact that you saw it on an ultrasound and you hadn't done blood work that showed he had the markers for cancer in his body? That's one. Two, after you did the surgery... You didn't immediately do more blood work to find out if he had markers for cancer in his body. That one I couldn't buy. The fact that suddenly they leap onto this and they're talking about the blood. Say, yeah, all right, fine. We should check the blood. Then they go, well, it's radiation. Maybe it's radiation. Maybe, maybe radiation killed the cancer. So if he had... So it, the logic goes like this. If he, if he really did have cancer, it would be in his blood, and maybe radiation killed it. Therefore, we'll check for radiation. When he checks for radiation, they go, nope, no radiation. No point in checking the blood. <laughs> because, uh, I mean, what would that prove? Just that he had cancer? Yeah. What? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm very much not in favor of this what what's the, what's the point of finding out these facts approach in any sense it again it just doesn't seem and you, it, you you're scrabbling around for a picture you want any any 
information that could in some way be relevant, not just to your current theory, but any hypotheses that you have been investigating. I I found that very odd. Oh, oh, Again, oh okay. it, it, feel, it feels contrived. It's like drinking the water. It's like suddenly going off on one about Geiger counters. It's just, it, uh-huh. it's a convenience to suit the plot. And I, and I, and I, and I was picking on the blood, but I should have picked on the radiation. It's like, okay, nope, there's no radiation. That's the end of the, that's the end of radiation. It was just there for two seconds. We get the fact that she has her own radiation detector and she doesn't like the name Geiger. And then we dismiss the radiation. But seriously, who, who writes a suicide note and and mentions and then the gives Geiger gives their Geiger counter to someone? It's like, why would you give Hood a Geiger counter? What what was well, what were no, Drake's no people more... thinking? It's <laughs> Drake. It's Drake's people. Yeah. Why? What were they thinking? Why would they? Why would they put that in there? I mean, he, he, I mean, I can't even begin to think why. <laughs> Dr. Williams would do something like that. But like I say, her character's a bit underdeveloped. She's done some weird things in the episode. She's a bit emotional because, you know, she's about to kill herself and that would, that would you know, mess around with anyone's kind of sense of what's rational. This note was not written by her. It was written by the na- naughty MI5 people. Why on earth would they write anything about Hood in this note? It's completely unnecessary. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> even if she'd called it a radiation detector, or even if the guys in MI5 had known and said, I give him my radiation, I give Dr. Hood my radiation detector, it's like, why would, you know, give him your I'm, recipe I'm wondering... to brownies, or give him your, yeah. you know, give him your bank well, account, thing, wondering... or whatever, but why? How How long was this suicide note that they drafted for her? Because you'd think, there are a load of things that it's going to be more important to her to bequeath to a load of people who are more important to her than Hood. And so you'd expect there to be several dozen pages of that before you get down to her Geiger counter and the scientist that she's just had one supper with. <laughs> I, I Attached is my will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, I, uh, I don't think there's going to be any more uh, series of this. Uh, TV show, I think it's well. It has been fifteen years. Yeah, so I th- I think they've probably given. I think up it's cancelled. Yeah, yeah. So we have any? We don't have any more. Do you have anything else on this or the series as a whole? I I don't have anything else um, on either. The I mean, we say that they're not going to make any more of it. Of course, I think we've mentioned this. They did make more of it because it got remade a couple of years later in the US and yeah, but that, I, I, yeah. that only ran for one season but it being a US show that was more like almost 20 episodes rather than just four so I'm kind of tempted yeah. to watch those to see whether it does answer any of the questions about the setup that I want answers to um, but you mean in the same way no that uh, terribly high the American hopes. Ultraviolet solved all oh. the problems with the British version? <laughs> well, first of all, there were no problems with the British version of Ultraviolet. And secondly, oh my God, that was just, that was awful. <laughs> I I have no desire to watch the American version of this show. I I did see that I believe they've remade all four of these episodes. I believe uh-huh. in the American version. So maybe if I'm having a really bad day, I've just watched Star Hunter Redux and I want to get that out of my system. Maybe maybe I'll go watch the the American version of this just to see if they use litmus paper, but <laughs> uh, it'll yeah, it'll be something far worse. It'll be a little gizmo that he sticks in the water and uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that uh, comes to the close of another short run. Turns out probably would not get the science fiction marker if, uh, if in the grand scheme of things, but yeah. If it had carried on, I, you know, I think you could you could make the case that it's as science fiction as Doomwatch. I think you could I put it this way around. I think you could pick four episodes of Doomwatch that were no more science fiction y overall than these four. 
I agree. I agree with that. Um, I I think maybe Doomwatch started off a little bit harder with the science fiction stuff. Hard, hard to again, say because really, the opening is yeah. missing apart from episode one. But yeah. So well, it was pretty pretty far out there at the time. Um, episode one was was I admit plastic more science fiction than any of this yet. Yeah. So. All right. Well, Simon, thank you for joining me. It's a pleasure, as always. And listeners, I do hope you'll join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. There are over 500 previous episodes available at FusionPatrol.com. Come join the conversation on Twitter, our website, or Facebook. Find out how you can become a supporter at patreon.com slash fusion patrol. Supporters get early access to all regular episodes, bonus episodes, and more. There's even an optional podcast series where we're looking at the classic TV series Babylon 5. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production.